Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, how you went from PharmD to the birth of Num Num Paleo. Well, I'm so excited to be here. And yes, I did go from being a professional drug dealer to being <laughs> a, I guess, I guess now I'm a full-time recipe creator, which was never my intent. Nice. And it was not the intent of my immigrant parents at all. I think for the longest time, I, I mean, I chose pharmacy because I kind of had a, like, I, I like sciences and I kind of did all the prereqs for all of the kind of sciencey professional school stuff, but I didn't want to touch naked people or put my hands in anybody's eyes or put my hands in anybody's mouth. And so then I heard about pharmacy and I was like, oh, this is great. Like, it's a very clean thing. As is being a dietitian, which I think was my other mm-hmm. option because I actually was a nutrition food science major. But I liked that pharmacy was very flexible and I think it it has even less interaction with people. <laughs> so so that's what I did. And I and I and I chose it because it was super stable. And I think I always was under the impression my parents wanted me to just have a very stable career. But then as I got older, and then when I started kind of creating recipes and starting Nom Nom Paleo, I realized that my parents kind of gave up everything as immigrants so that I had the opportunity to kind of go out on a limb and do something crazy. And so that's when I kind of decided to quit dealing drugs. Um, And I did that for 14 years. I was a pharmacist for 14 years. 12 of them, I was a night shift pharmacist, but creating recipes and writing about food has always been my passion. And so it's, it's been great that it's been able to transition to that. I love that. Was it hard to give it up? Like, didn't you feel like, you know, invested in it? Like, yes, this is my career. <sighs> um, yes and no. I mean, I had paid off my student loans and um. I had worked for 14 years. So in some ways I felt like I had used my degree kind of to the, I mean, it wasn't like I had just, you know, graduated and I, maybe I just worked two years. I mean, I think after working 14 years and 12 of them on the graveyard shift, like I was tired mm. and it was not, I mean, I, I liked it cause I could, it helped pay for, pay our mortgage and <laughs> But it was never, it was like, when is my next day off? Mm. What can I do on my days off? It was never like, oh, I can't wait to go in to work and and give people drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can understand gotcha. that. You followed your passion, like what you wanted to wake up right. to every morning and I feel like, oh, not again. Right. Yeah, I make it sound like it was terrible. I mean, I love the people I worked with and, you know, I loved a lot of the other people I worked with at the hospital. It just wasn't... It just didn't, it, yeah, it wasn't it for me. <laughs> I'm curious to know, like, I know you said your parents are immigrants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joanne and I, our parents are immigrants as well. And they've instilled in us, like, you know, you got to come and live the American yes. dream. How did your parents take it that you were giving up being a pharmacist to become, yeah, like a yes. full-time entrepreneur? How, how did they take that? Well, I think for a long time, I don't think they knew that I was kind of doing Nom Nom Paleo on the side because mm. oh. Nom Nom Paleo just kind of happened and it was never my intent for, you know, my current career. Like it literally was, I discovered 
the paleo diet. I started eating it and I felt really great eating that way. But then when I would talk to people in my real life, they were really annoyed. Just like I think anybody who finds any type of, you know, new diet or something that makes them feel mm-hmm. good. Like mm-hmm. the people around you are like, okay, stop it already. You're really annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well then I'm just going to put it on the internet. And so mm-hmm. I just, I literally just started a Tumblr blog. When I first started paleo in like 2010, there weren't a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, gosh, what do you eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Mm-hmm. And so that's what mm-hmm. I would write about. Like, mm-hmm. here's what I had for breakfast. Here's what I packed for lunch. If I go out to eat, how can I eat paleo? And then it kind of morphed from there because I realized you can't really eat paleo unless you start cooking it yourself, mm-hmm. um, at least back then, because there weren't a lot of you know products available. Mm-hmm. And so then I just started creating recipes for it. But I was working both as a pharmacist and nom nom paleo for like four years. And I didn't even contemplate quitting until, um, you know, our, like our first book came out and I was like, I was like, oh, with, with graveyard shifts, I can work seven nights on and have seven mm-hmm. off. Like, this is perfect. On my week off, I can go on our book tour and then I go back to working graveyards. But it was just, crazy and i just couldn't like i i couldn't i didn't have enough time with my kids i wasn't getting any sleep and something had to give i could see that that's tiring yeah i was like i'm just gonna quit my job but i also am not super young like i'm 46 now (laughs) and when this all happened it wasn't like i was like oh you know i'm this new graduate like it's like oh you know i Mm -hmm. this is like my midlife crisis (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I totally understand because I was, I'm I'm knocking on 40 now. And so I'm always like thinking about making changes and and I'm like, man, I'm tired. These kids got me tired. I don't know if I can add (laughs) something new. So I totally understand having, making that decision because that's a lot to have going on at one Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So let's talk about the paleo diet though. You follow the paleo, Mm -hmm. paleo diet. And so what brought you to following the paleo diet, and also tell our audience, just in case somebody has never heard of it, what the paleo diet is. <laughs> Explain to our audience what the paleo diet is. So paleo, to me, it's not a historical reenactment. It's not eating like how the caveman ate, okay. um, mm-hmm. where a lot of people think that. For me, paleo is kind of a framework for improving health through real food. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just Taking like eating foods that are more basic, right? So eating whole nutrient rich foods Mm -hmm. like vegetables, meat, seafood, and some nuts and fruit, tending to stay away from foods that may be more harmful than healthful, like processed foods Mm -hmm. and sugar and seed oils. The part where people are like, what? Paleo people don't eat this? The things that a lot of people initially avoid on paleo are like grains, legumes, and dairy. Mm. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, after doing this for, you know, 10 years, like I'm not a paleo purist. Mm-hmm. You know, if those things work well in your diet, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like my whole thing is I just want people to figure out which foods work well for them mm-hmm. and make them feel better. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's paleo or not. Mm-hmm. Like it's whatever works for you. And I just want people to realize what works for them and to cook more of their own meals. Gotcha. But was there a specific reason that brought you to, to searching for? After our second kid was about like two or three years old. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to kind of sleep through the night again. Mm-hmm. 
my husband and I were like, hey, we should get in shape. And so we both bought like some workout DVDs because we didn't have time to go to the gym anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he started doing P90X. I don't Ooh, know if yeah, you remember mm-hmm. P90X. Yeah. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And so he started a blog about P90X where he'd write about all the different people in P90X. And one of the people in it is this guy named Mark Sisson. And in the videos, he comes up with all their supplements and stuff. And so when Henry started looking online to see what he was doing now, this guy's name is Mark Sisson. He has this blog called like the Primal Blueprint. um, Mm -hmm. And he was talking about kind of this primal or paleo way of eating. Mm -hmm. And so my husband was like, oh, this is really interesting. I'm going to try it. And I remember he told me about it. I was like, well, that sounds crazy. (laughs) What do you mean you're not eating whole grains? Or what do you mean you're eating Mm -hmm. like red meat? And, you know, because at the time we were eating like a low fat, almost all whole grain tons of soy, Mm -hmm. tons Mm -hmm. of processed stuff. But it was like, quote unquote, healthy because it was like low fat, Mm -hmm. low calorie. But he started eating this way and he started, he felt really great. And I was like, what? You know, I'm the one that's like counting everything I'm eating. And (laughs) I had like one of the, I like, I love fitness trackers and all that kind of stuff. So I had Mm -hmm. like the body bug that, you know, you kind of count all the calories in and your your calorie output. And at the end of like P90X, they make you take pictures. And I had one that was like the Shaleen mm-hmm. Extreme. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we both had to take pictures before and after, like after 90 days. Mm-hmm. And I looked worse. And he wow. was like, look at me. And I'm like, what? And so I was like, hmm, maybe there's something to this way you're eating. Mm-hmm. But it's, it goes against anything I've ever been taught. And so I tried it and I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And so then I kind of just jumped in into it like jump into the boat into with the him. deep end <laughs> yep nice gotcha that i mean that's interesting because i did p90x i didn't go searching for anything though i was just doing the exercises <laughs> <laughs> it's like hardcore i i i can sometimes do some p90x oh, yeah. and then oh, other yeah. stuff I'm like no i can't do version because i couldn't do everything <laughs> my husband was doing worse <laughs> than i was doing definitely I definitely didn't go looking to see what the guy, um, what the guy did, <laughs> what he was eating. But yeah, that's that's actually what started was P ninety X. Hey guys, if you're like us, you love using cleaning products in your home that does not have any harsh chemicals. If you have never heard of Branch Basics before, you are going to be so thankful. Kim and I introduced you to them. Branch Basics is plant and mineral based, fragrance free has no harmful preservatives, is human-safe, biodegradable, not tested on any animals, and is non-GMO. These cleaning supplies make safe cleaning so simple. Now, here's what sold us when we started using Branch Basics. You know how when you buy a product that is supposed to be green and you go in to use it and it doesn't get the job done? Well, Branch Basics actually gets the job done. From bathrooms to high chairs, kitchen counters, and kids' toys, it gets the job done, and we love it. If you want to try it out yourself, go to branchbasics.com and use the discount code NutritionLifestyles to get 15% off their starter kit. You are going to be so happy you took us up on this offer. You know, I know that you said earlier that you're not a... Paleo uh, Puritan. I don't know why Puritan. Yeah, Puritan. Pur- <laughs> Puritan's in my head, you know, because like, I don't know. But I remember reading your blog and you were saying, you know, sometimes that, hey, I do eat 
white rice, you know, if I want it with my meal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I want to know what is the most common misconception you hear people say about the paleo diet? Because I'm not even going to lie, Michelle, when we were scouting who we wanted to be on this podcast episode, I was like, well, what about Michelle? But I'm like, well, isn't she paleo? I don't really believe in paleo. Like I believe in grains. What is the most common misconception that you hear? There are lots of misconceptions, but like I always tell people I'm only paleo on the internet, um, <laughs> which in some ways it kind of is. Like I create a lot of paleo recipes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I also try to show people on Instagram and on social media what I really eat. And so mm. for me, I found that I i actually think I might have celiac. And that's why I felt mm. so much better okay. when I cut out grains. But unfortunately, because I cut out all the gluten before right. I could get officially yeah. tested, and I don't want to reintroduce it uh-huh. <laughs> to right, damage right. my small intestine mm-hmm. just for the official diagnosis, you know, I can't say I'm celiac. Right. And I'm not right. sure I, I want to go down that route. I think a lot of misconceptions are like, you know, all you do is eat meat all the time, which mm-hmm. isn't true. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, for I actually dabbled with vegetarianism. I think I've tried almost everything, like macrobiotic and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can also be a very unhealthy vegetarian, which I true. was. Like, I'd eat like mac and cheese and I'd eat all true. sorts of stuff that's technically vegetarian, but there aren't that many vegetables in it, you know, or just really processed stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I do eat rice, but I don't eat as much rice as I used to because mm-hmm. my blood sugar really does spike a lot with rice. Mm. And a lot of people are like, you can't eat beans on paleo, or at least initially, that's what a lot of people were saying. But I think that's actually been debunked oh. by a lot of people in paleo mm-hmm. because they were mm-hmm. saying that, you know, you have to avoid lectins and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. if you soak and cook your beans, all of that is inactivated. Mm-hmm. So I think if you tolerate beans, I think it's a great source of fiber. Mm-hmm. You know, and they taste great. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I I definitely think people just need to find out what works right, right. for them and and how they thrive. I do eat red meat, but it's also because I I have like really low iron, mm-hmm. and that could mm-hmm. also be because I'm premenopausal and there's stuff going on right now <laughs> that you guys will eventually like, you know encounter. And so I do need to get more iron. And for me, you know, red meat is an easy way for me to get, um, you know, mm-hmm. high quality iron. And I think one thing I was talking about with my husband, like, you can't be kind of vegan, right. you know, mm-hmm. because like you either are, or you mm-hmm. aren't, or you can't just kind of be on a whole 30 because there are like certain rules right. for that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like paleo is more flexible, at least for me, mm-hmm. that's how I define mm-hmm. it. I think if it's more flexible, obviously there are people We're very strict. who are very strict about it, but those aren't people I want to hang around anyway. <laughs> right, right. From what I'm hearing, like the kind of paleo follower, quote unquote, that you are, because it's not as pure as others, I would say you're, the way you do it, maybe more sustainable and something that's more doable. Do you think that others who are consider them, themselves like purists, do you think that lifestyle is sustainable? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, my whole thing is I want people to to kind of approach this as like a lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? So it has to be sustainable. Right. So you have to enjoy what you're eating. Mm-hmm. It has to be affordable. It has to be doable in terms of cooking mm-hmm. every, you know, or most of your meals. So it it depends. I mean, like a lot of the kind of strict people who are like, oh, it's this, this, or this. I mean, it's supposed to that's when you think of it as like just a short-term reset. Right. 
like a 30 day kind of thing, like a 30 day paleo reset or a 30, like a whole 30. But then after you've done that reset, that's when you kind of set the baseline where you can kind of test different foods Mm -hmm. to see how you do after, you know, cutting them out for 30 Mm -hmm. days. And then you're like, oh, well, let me try, you know, eating some more of these grains and see how I feel. And if you feel fine, you can keep them in Mm -hmm. because life is too short to just cut everything out. I mean, I don't think it's a matter of just cutting out as many things as possible Mm -hmm. from (laughs) your diet. I think it's trying to include as many things that make you feel better. Right. True. And I I definitely understand that because I, you know, and I do a lot of gut health therapies with my clients Mm -hmm. and oftentimes grains are problematic and I've had to remove grains. Um, Most of their grains, they may just have like Mm -hmm. one, like oats left, if anything at Mm -hmm. all. And that calms down whatever symptom pain that they were experiencing and then we leave it out for a couple of months, a few months, and then we reintroduce them back in, just like you said, so we can see yeah. one at a time how you're doing and how, you know, your body's tolerating it. So I definitely love that, how you've made the paleo your own. Yeah. And it could also be, I mean, I've been doing it for, you know, 10 years. And I think at the beginning, I was way more stricter and I'd be like, that's not paleo or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you know, there's all this paleo policing yeah. Right. But like that's it's that's just that's not sustainable and it like after now I'm like very chill about it. I'm like, no, you do you, I'll do right. me. Right. And we can all sit at the same table and it's not a big deal. Yes. Right. Exactly. It's not, it's not that serious. <laughs> yes. So I'm curious to know, Michelle, because I was kind of like stalking you for Thanksgiving and Christmas because I was like, <laughs> do her kids eat paleo? So I know you have two teenage sons. Mm-hmm. I know one of them's a teenager and the other one's like a tween. He's a tween? Is he a tween? I, officially now. He just turned 13 okay. in December. So officially now, two teenagers. <laughs> so he's a teenager. How have they made the paleo diet their mm-hmm. own? Because I know like you're in the kitchen all the time. So what are some differences that you see in your particular diet, because, you know, you said that you have some gut sensitivity versus Mm -hmm. these teenage boys that you're raising. So they eat whatever I cook, right? So they Mm -hmm. will, whatever I'm cooking and testing. Mm -hmm. So they eat mostly paleo, but then they eat rice and they Mm -hmm. eat, like my younger son, I think also probably has celiac as well. Mm -hmm. So he has to avoid gluten, but he eats a bunch of gluten-free things mm. that are not paleo at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then my older son, he actually can eat gluten. And so when he's mm. not at home, like mm. he can kind of, as we say, when they're out in the wild, yeah. they can make their own choices. Right. Um, yeah. But because I cook probably, I don't know, like especially with pandemic, I'm probably cooking <laughs> like 95% of what they're eating. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they're eating mostly vegetables yeah. and protein my they do eat cheese like i don't i personally can't eat like cow dairy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they eat you know dairy but i don't know i mean i think you can be super restrictive if you want to but i don't mm-hmm. think it's it's good for them mm-hmm. and if you mm-hmm. kind of restrict everything they're going to try to find ways to right. eat it mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of the house so i think it's pretty it's pretty flexible we do have some snacks here but I try to make them like the quote unquote healthier snacks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the <laughs> chips that are fried in avocado oil or whatever, right. but it's still chips, right. you know, or the healthy Pringles mm. that are like gluten free, mm-hmm. but mostly they eat pretty healthy. But then outside of that, like I'm not super strict, like Halloween is Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh my God. I wouldn't be cooking a different meal. If this is the lifestyle no. the family's following. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like my, I used to, like, we used to like cook the kids something different when it was just Henry and I who were eating paleo. But then when we weren't like eating their leftovers because it wasn't mm. good enough for us, I was like, well, that's not okay. Why is it right. okay to feed this to our kids if I won't eat it myself? Mm. Mm. And that's when I also remember like my mom never made us something separate. Like mm, it's like, no. this is dinner. You have to just right. eat. If you don't want it, then you, you can just make your Top own yeah, or fry yeah. an egg or whatever. <laughs> right. 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 I, 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 that's how I grew up as well. Eat with what's in front of you or you don't eat at all. Yeah. So I was reading a, a study or an article that was talking about a study that had been done on the paleo diet. And they were talking about how those who are on paleo may have deficiencies like nutrient deficiencies associated with the paleo diet. So for you, you may not be in that category because you are a flexible, a flexitary mm-hmm, pa- paleo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm paleo-ish. Yes, you're paleo-ish. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking, wh- what do you think about people who follow the purists, the purists who follow the strict paleo diet? Do you agree with those findings that there may be deficiencies with them. Yeah, I think anything any any kind of lifestyle that restricts certain foods, mm-hmm. there is always the risk that you could have a deficiency, mm-hmm. especially if what you're eating is mm-hmm. super narrow. Right. Mm-hmm. Cuz there are a lot of people who eat paleo but like all they eat is maybe chicken breast mm-hmm. and lettuce or something. Like it's very it's strictly paleo, right. but mm-hmm. it's like it's there isn't, you know, enough Variety. diversity and nutrient density. Mm-hmm. But I think the ones that people talk about the most are like they worry because you cut out dairy. They're like, well, what about your calcium or vitamin mm, D or what about fiber? But I think if you eat kind of diverse enough, you can mm. and you're aware that those things can potentially be deficient, then you can eat, you know, the foods to compensate for it. Like for calcium, you know, there's lots of canned fish that have bones in mm-hmm. it like that you can mm-hmm. eat. Broccoli. You know, vitamin D, you can go out in the sun, like fish is a great source of vitamin D. You can do vitamin D supplementation, mm-hmm. which I think most people do because we've been stuck in our house, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, for a year. And then fiber, you should eat a lot of plant plant products. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be like a carnivore. Right, right. So I think as long as you are aware and you you make sure you diverse enough, it shouldn't be a problem. But I think it can be an issue for anybody. Right. Like I think. Mm -hmm. I think the awareness Mm -hmm. is key because people are following Mm -hmm. what they see on social media without really understanding what they're following. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then that deficiency issue may come in. And then there, there are also people who they call themselves eating healthy and then all they eat is kale, chicken and rice. Every right. day, right. there's no color, yep. no variations. Mm-hmm. So deficiencies can arise there as well. So you can find nutrient deficiencies in a lot of different lifestyles if you're not aware mm-hmm. and paying attention, making sure that you're putting in color, you're varying your foods to make sure that all the nutrients, you know, are are there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, Michelle, you know, just speaking with some of the clinical pharmacists that I work with. And knowing that, you know, that used to be your profession, they're on the up and up with their food and nutrition knowledge. So, you know, I think, you know, when you made the switch, you're not just like, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm, is a fad mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm going to be a trailblazer. <laughs> but, you know, you're speaking really 
sound science, you know, by saying I am paleo-ish, you know, I'm not gung-ho because I know that there's some nutrients that needs to be in my diet and my growing children's diet Mm -hmm. in order for us to, you know, continue to flourish. So I wanted to transition a bit because I know that you are a New York Times bestseller. Oh my gosh, guys, we're speaking (laughs) to a New York Times bestseller. Let's talk about your cookbooks, Ready or Not and Num Num Paleo, Foods for Humans. What inspired you to write and publish? Well, I'm a huge cookbook collector. If you follow me on Instagram, you can see that I have tons and tons of cookbooks. And I'm and they're quite color a hoarder. coordinated too. Um, they're color coordinated, so guys. I think <laughs> I've just I've just always loved cookbooks and I never thought I'd be in a place to create one. But that's the other thing. Like our cookbooks, I think, are very different. Mm-hmm. And they're created by both me and my husband. Like people always think it's mm-hmm. me because I'm like the little cartoon character, mm-hmm. but it's not. Like it is Henry does all the stuff people love in Nom Nom Paley, like the cartoons, the design, the food photography. That's all Henry. And I'm Mm -hmm. just the recipes and the snark. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But in our books, we've always – like he's a very – like even though in his real life he's an attorney and it's Mm -hmm. like very – what is that? Left, left brain, whatever, whichever Mm -hmm. one it is where it's like very analytical. Mm -hmm. He's also very artistic and so – like on with Nom Nom Paley, he's able to kind of work both sides of his brain. Mm-hmm. And so for our books, we wanted them to appeal to the whole family mm-hmm. and have lots of, you know, jokes in it and color and fun food and step-by-step recipes so that kids can learn to cook. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we've done with our two cookbooks. And then we're working currently on our third one in the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> Um, and for our third one, we're just really leaning into foods that, you know, we grew up with mm, as like Chinese nice. Americans and growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area, mm. like surrounded by tons of cultures. Our third one, I mean, I think all of the other ones and most of my recipes are very influenced by where I grew mm. up. But number three is definitely very, we're totally leaning into the Asian nice when when can we expect that on the market december december of this year okay so would you say all three of them are paleo-ish well they're all paleo like so they all are they're they all kind of fit the kind of paleo template Mm -hmm. but i don't care if you serve it with like pasta or rice or whatever that's whatever whatever you want to do with it is fine (laughs) I like that. I like the fact too that you know you're not coming off as the paleo yes. police as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I'm um, annoyed by those people too. I don't <laughs> want to hang out with them. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Last question. I know you mentioned earlier and you also mentioned offline that you know you monitor your blood sugars. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know as a diabetes educator, what numbers are you getting on the paleoish diet? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you track like your A1C and all of that? My doctor uh, wrote me a prescription for a Dexcom G6. <gasps> I think it was, no, but I have to pay out of pocket. So I only oh, used okay. it for a month. Okay. Because okay. it's super expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I it wanted is. to continue, but those sensors, and I even like, I was like, where can I get this the cheapest? And I think if you have to buy it out of pocket, Costco mm-hmm. pharmacy is the best pricing. Oh, okay. Um, and then she actually was like, oh, you could try the Libra because I think the Libra is cheaper, mm-hmm. but it's not quite as accurate. 
And even though I had this continuous glucose monitor, I was still doing finger sticks just to see if it was similar. And I learned a lot, I I feel. Like, I think I used to do finger sticks, like, you know, two hours after I ate, just kind of see where things were, you know, what my blood sugar Mm -hmm. was. But with the continuous monitoring, I think after monitoring for a month, like, my average blood glucose was like 100. Oh, okay. Wow. And there were no... There weren't any real lows. Like I think I I probably my range was probably like eighty to like a hundred and thirty or hundred and forty ish, like mm-hmm, for like a high peak, mm-hmm. but it was like a I think my average was like a hundred. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of showed me because what why I wanted to do that was I wanted to kind of test certain foods mm-hmm. to see how like my blood sugar would react. Like, mm-hmm. I know that rice is okay for a lot of people, but every time I ate rice, I would get really sleepy mm-hmm. or my heart would kind of like, you know, have mm-hmm. kind of palpitations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. I'd just be really kind of brain foggy for a long time. And then I saw that like my blood sugar was like really high <laughs> afterwards gotcha, gotcha. and it would stay really high for like, you know, two or three hours after. Like if I ate a bowl of pho and I would add all of the like, you know, all the weird meats in there. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, adding protein and stuff. So it's not going to be that bad, but my blood sugar would be really high. And I was like, no wonder I feel so mm. tired and sluggish. Mm-hmm. Sluggish. So I don't, so for me, I don't really eat white rice or kind of white rice stuff. Or if I do, I do it at the very end and I just eat like a tablespoon maybe um, just because I don't want to feel crappy. Oh, yeah. And, And I do have, you know, I think like my grandpa had type 2 diabetes and my dad has Mm. kind of borderline type 2 diabetes. And as a night shift worker, I'm sure my metabolism Mm -hmm, has been all messed up. So, you know, and I also want to see like certain things like corn. Like if I eat like tortillas, how many tortillas can I eat with Mm -hmm. it? Like kind of staying in the range I like. So now I know I can only have like two corn tortillas. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, but I have to like, but as long as there's like meat in there and guacamole, it should be pretty okay. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was good. It was a really, I thought it was really educational for mm-hmm. me. And it just mm-hmm. confirms certain things. Like I just can't eat the way I used yeah. to mm-hmm. or the way I want mm-hmm. to. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So you basically experimented on yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I was even I was I was looking at a CGM like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was just shocked at the price. Yes. How much was it? Oh, it was like in the thousands. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't quite that expensive. Well, let's see, because I think um, you can get the the three sensors that last mm-hmm. 30 days because each sensor is 10 days. I think. That was maybe three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? So that lasts the month, and then mm-hmm. the actual sensor thing I think is like three hundred something. And then with the Dexcom, they have an iPhone app, so you do need an iPhone, but you don't need to get the actual little monitor. Like otherwise, mm-hmm. they charge you an additional like three hundred dollars for something that you don't need. Mm-hmm. But you have to change the the little sensor every you know, 10 days. Right. And then right. that little thing that attaches to you is like only last three months. Mm. And so I was like, I can't, and it's uncomfortable. Like they, the Dexcom is supposed to be on your stomach. And so just sleeping wise, I was like, oh, it would really 
<laughs> stink to have I to wear this you. all the time, you know, but it's good to know that this is what like type one diabetics have to do. Right. Cause it's tough. True. Like I don't, I, yeah. Yeah. I think the one I was looking at, um, it was closer to 900 and something dollars, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a CGM for people that are, that have diabetes. It was mm-hmm. more so like, Hey, are you curious? Link to this app, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and is it, it the did, new levels? Yes. That- and it did like all these different things that I was interested in. But like when I saw the price, I was like, Oh, hmm. mm, yeah. let me skirt back. Yeah. I was like, I tried it for a month just cause I was like, Oh, this will be, but then I was like, this is, crazy expensive i i can't right but it's cheaper than if i got diabetes right in the long run so i was like this is like this one month thing that i'm gonna (laughs) try out and i do all sorts of crazy things like this and my husband luckily is kind of understanding like i'm gonna do this experiment my Mm -hmm. doctor's on board he's like okay and then but you know i don't buy purses or (laughs) <laughs> you know mm-hmm. clothes like, I just, like <laughs> <laughs> you spend your money on the the techie stuff the the geeky stuff the crazy yeah. stuff yes that is funny well you know i am so happy we had you on here michelle because i feel like you've opened up a new way of thinking about paleo for those who are listening who think that it's you know for you to say you're paleo or paleo ish you got to follow the strict guideline remove you know these foods and forever at that because i know the paleo police that's what they follow but to each his own to each his own but i'm so happy that we have you on we had you on here and you were able to open things up for us and explain to us how you follow it and what you do and what works for you in your family so how would those who are out there listening who's never heard of you before find you on social media or wherever you can just go you can just pop into google nom nom paleo Mm -hmm. which is n-o-m-n-o-m-p-a-l-e-o and i should come up on all the things Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) except for snapchat and i'm not really on tiktok because someone stole nom nom paleo (gasps) i know but it's okay so i have like real nom nom paleo but there's nobody following me on there (laughs) Which is fine. I, I, I'm not really on TikTok. That's like, that's for like the young I, kids. I, I'm on TikTok and I can't keep up. I oh, can't so keep you're up. a young no. kid. No, <laughs> I'm not. I told you I'm not. This year is 40. I'm not that young. I may look young and I may think I'm in my 20s, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look great. Thank you. But my kids were like, I'm on TikTok. Get off TikTok. Like, okay. Oh, no. That's so funny. Well, everyone thank you michelle for being on here those who are listening out there if you have any questions about michelle and what she does you know where to find her google nanon paleo she is on instagram as well please make sure to tell somebody about our podcast in general about this episode and make sure to get Mm -hmm. them to tell somebody else bye bye everyone bye